1: La, 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 la.
2: This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the hilarious Mr. Brian Heater. And we consider the rules for what constitutes membership in the Mile High Club. And some other less vulgar things, like the time I went to the dog beach. You know, sweet stuff. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day in Los Angeles. Hot, hot, hot. It's
3: actually uh, Brazil Day. Is it really? Uh, Yeah. On the way to pick up our delightful guest, uh, I passed a park uh, that had a big banner that said, Brazil Day in LA. And I I legitimately thought to myself, do I have time on the way to pick up our guest to stop and check out the butts?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Have I I ever talked about on the program this store that opened near my house when I was like 16 uh, that sold exclusively Brazilian products? Uh, You have not. It has to be a drug front, right? What could possibly... What is What even is an example of a Brazilian product that, that I know... Like you a know, wax? Some kind of Hold wax. on! Our guest, you know him from his interjection earlier mm. before he'd even been introduced on the You know him the show. from the world of rudeness. Uh, you know him as a one-time guest host of The Sound of Young America back in our college days. You mm-hmm. know him as the co-host... Of uh, the smash hit podcast, Gene's Jobs, with uh, two other favorites of this program, Brian back in business lane and big time Gene O'Neill. You know him as the co-host of the Engadget show for Engadget.net. We probably probably own that. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Brian Heater. Hey,
4: Brian. I'm sorry. I feel feel like uh, this is off to an auspicious start. Well, we'll see.
2: We'll see. So... This store sold only Brazilian products. Mm -hmm. And I know that in an Irish store, you buy, what do you get? You get like Irish tea, soda bread. At an English store, you get PG tips. Mm -hmm. At the Mexican store, you get uh, get those gross. little package of crickets. (laughs) You get La Rosa candies. Mm -hmm. Ugh, they're gross. So gross. You get a lot of candies that involve Chile. Mm -hmm. You know, get some chili in there. Mm Mm-hmm. At the Brazilian store, they sold Brazilian flag swimsuits. Mm -hmm. Um, Soccer greatness. I don't know. Like they had the swimsuits in the window. I guess they had Pele, Pele bobblehead, those flip flops that people like. Sure, those Brazilian flip flops that people like. But I don't know what else could have possibly been sustaining that store. Yeah, Uh, besides cocaine.
3: Yeah, meat, meat, meat on a sword. Uh Maybe. (laughs)
2: Yeah, they just had they just had a couple of meat swords in the back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess maybe
3: I could have maybe I could have answered this question for you if I if I listened to my gut and stopped at Brazil Day. You've been to Brazil. I have been to Brazil, <laughs> but. Every day is Brazil Day in Brazil. But most stores I saw in Brazil saw what you sold, what you were describing, right? And I thought there's got to be some cocaine going down here. It was
2: definitely the kind of store that was selling primarily to you know it was like an expat type store. Mm-hmm. You know it was the oh you can't get the good Cadbury's chocolate bars type of store. Sure, but it was very sparse.
3: <laughs> did the store. okay? Did you see who was you know? Did you take note over who was working behind the counter? And did you also take note of their butt? Because maybe it was a situation where people just wanted to come in and check out a Brazilian butt, and they and they charge
2: some sort of cover fee to enter the store.
3: Yeah, or maybe you know it was it was just kind of understood. Maybe it was like you know when you're you know okay I'll buy the, these flip flops, uh-huh. and then you get to check out the butt.
2: You know what? I bet hmm. I bet we have a lot. I bet this store is still open because mm-hmm. whatever was sustaining it through my high school through the years that I lived in San Francisco. Uh, are, is probably still sustaining it. I bet we have at least three listeners who live within a two-block radius of this store. Sure. Because this neighborhood has gone from the kind of store where you – the kind of neighborhood where you might open a Brazilian-themed store to the kind of neighborhood where Jordan Jesse Go listeners live. <laughs> and uh, so I a say – I do not – yes. I do not know what the um, – I do not know what the name of this store is, mm-hmm. but it's on Valencia Street. I think it's – I'm going to say it's either between 24th and 25th or 23rd and 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the north – it's on the further side of the street from Mission. And uh, go go there. Give us a call. Let us know what they sell there. Yeah, some of that great San Franciscan cocaine. <laughs> up there, Some of that famous Robin Williams shit. <laughs> um, listen, I, I hate to bring this whole thing down. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, you
3: already did with the revelation that Robin Williams was on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that blew my. I will never be able to watch Mrs. Doubtfire in the same way again.
2: Um, I bicentennial man. Is that a better pull? It's difficult for me. Return of Jafar.
3: What? Uh, what's that? It was
2: There's a Aladdin directed sequel. DVD sequel to Aladdin. I don't know if he was. He I don't must have know. Been I Aladdin, right. Maybe he mm. wasn't. I don't
4: think it was on the. That's
2: a good one. Yeah, it's possible that they just had a second rate. Yeah. Anyway. Right.
3: Voice over King Billy West.
2: The, the point of the story here, what I'm trying to get at is that while I hate to bring the program down mm-hmm. and I hate to – frankly, it's difficult for me to admit, admit when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a really serious mistake on the show a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and I have a statement that I've drafted. Okay. That I'd like to read.
3: I mean, is this as bad? Like, where is this in relation to my gaffe of a few months ago where I confused Elijah Dushku and Charisma Carpenter? Is or is this, this better? Or yeah. is, this, is this more severe?
2: Because that I think that this is going to be, you know, you know, the story of how Jay Leno, uh, Jay Leno got um, uh, Hugh Grant on The Tonight Show mm-hmm. after the. Prostitution incident, sure, and that's what what catapulted him above Letterman. So my only hope is that this can, if the, if there's any silver lining to mm-hmm. this cloud, it's that this moment is like that because I think this mistake, this
3: is just something that everybody has been just kind of waiting yeah. for you to address. Is okay.
4: it like the time that you accused the Brazilian store of selling cocaine?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I presumed the Brazilian store to be. I didn't accuse. Um, anyway, I did, I did write a statement. Oh, also, if someone goes to the store, please check out the butt of the person working there and describe (laughs) it to us. Sorry.
4: Could it store some cocaine? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, um, you know, I, I talked to my publicist, my lawyer, Mm -hmm. my manager, my agent. Your spiritual advisor. My mother, my guru. Mm -hmm. Spirit animal. My spirit animal. Um, and I've, I've, I talked, I talked to Tommy Lasorda, Mm -hmm. the late Tommy Lasorda, (laughs) I'm (laughs) sure. Um, anyway. Looking, looking
4: really thin these days. Yeah.
2: I, I had, <laughs> Almost skeletal. Because <laughs> he's a skeleton. Yeah. He had a Genesis game. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just want to share this statement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you guys would just, this is very serious, okay. so please take this seriously. Okay. Two weeks ago, I made a grave error on our program. While I'd like to say that it was an error grounded in foolish youthful ignorance, the simple truth is that it doesn't matter. I made a statement that has disappointed everyone who cared most about me and about this program. I have damaged my reputation and that of our show. I, owed a, I owe a debt of apology, excuse me. I owe a debt of apology to my co-host, to my producer, and to the MaximumFun.org community. Two weeks ago, I made a slanderous and unfortunate claim about a genuine entertainment legend. Numerous caring listeners, innumerable caring listeners, in fact, have taken the opportunity to kindly and thoughtfully correct me in almost every venue available to them. And I must now publicly acknowledge my error. Contrary to what I asserted on this air, legendary first baseman Jim Tomei is not retired. Instead, he is on the disabled list for the Baltimore Orioles. I can offer nothing more or less than my absolute contrition. I hope my friends, family, and loyal audience will bear with me in this difficult time, and I hope that Mr. Tomei will accept my most sincere and deepest apologies.
4: that That was really big of you. You take baseball very seriously.
2: I know that about you, Jesse. I just... I had said that he was... that I was pretty sure he was retired. And I would have thought that that was true. I did think that was true at the time. And then... I started getting tweets and emails from people who were, frankly, trying to protect me from myself Sure. and to protect Jim Tomei from me. And I shudder to think what would have happened if his family had heard that program, if his manager had heard that program, if the commissioner of baseball had heard that program. Obviously, I'm a trusted source. Uh, particularly for generations X, Y, and millennials. Um, and I value the trust that the audience has placed in me. And, of course, the trust that Jim Tomey has placed in me. Legendary slugging first baseman for the Cleveland Indians, Philadelphia Phillies, and now the disabled list yeah. of the Baltimore Orioles.
3: Boy, and to think that, that none of this would have come to light if it weren't for nitpicking,
2: it's really but, like
3: it's you really, know there are. It's a really lot it's
1: of just people, really great. Yeah,
2: a lot of people tell me that the heroes in our society are nurses or scientists who discover disease cures of cancer. But the true heroes are the pedants who take the time to message us um, at reply us. Send us emails, Facebook posts, or all of those things.
4: I, don't forget the um, highly yeah. paid athletes as well. Yeah. I mean, they're the true heroes.
2: Sure. Not them. Yeah. yeah. So.
3: But I mean, that, that, you know, that heroism comes to the price. Sometimes you are yeah. you know, torn down on a popular podcast. Or by disabled. A, perhaps the yeah. most popular so, podcast. Is it, do you think it was perhaps. just your, yeah. Do you think it was just your, you know, kind of rampant, reckless remarks that disabled him? No, that doesn't Was he sense. on the emotional disabled list? Yeah. Did your remarks yeah. physically
4: disable him? Did they somehow travel back in time and disable him?
2: Yeah. I should mention that I also physically disabled him. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I, with a, like a wrench? I had my boyfriend <laughs> wait after he was done at the ice rink and then uh, take him out with a tire iron, <laughs> took him out at the knees. So, So those two things, I guess. One, saying he was retired when he wasn't, and two... Oh having my boyfriend Jeff Galuli <laughs> and, and a friend <laughs> wait for him after he was done at the ice rink and take him out with a tire iron.
3: Well, guys, I know this, I mean, Jesse, I mean, obviously you gave some bad information and right. I think you have a lot to think about. Right. Um, but there is one thing I know to be true. Hmm. And, you know, I say this knowing that we have a, you know, a loyal and enthusiastic group of nitpickers out there. Uh, Frank Darabont wrote the second Nightmare on Elm Street movie.
2: <laughs> so hopefully, everybody, no one finds anything wrong with that. <laughs> okay. at, at the end of the day, Jordan, what's important is that President Barack Obama is a Muslim. Oh, yeah. Born oh, and yeah. raised. No, sure, yeah. In I mean, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a given. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective.
3: Oh, uh, I'm I'm Brian Heater.
2: <laughs> Do you have a nickname? I didn't know he was introducing. <laughs> yeah, me. I
3: guess you're kind of. I guess I guess you are kind of part of the part of the world that also includes Brian back in Business Lane and Gene yeah. Big Time O'Neill. Did you ever get a proper? I, didn't, nickname? I never got a nickname. Oh, huh? Um, Do you know? I mean, you've been on this show before. Yeah. What did you use last time? Oh, I was Big Dick Heater last time. But,
4: oh, uh, yeah,
2: Brian Big Dick Heater. I mean, it's I like fine. it. <laughs> Stick with I it. I like it. Sure. It's like an all-time favorite. Yeah. I'm just saying it's been cold
4: <laughs> in the meantime. I've done a lot of <laughs> swimming, so uh, maybe okay. it's not as accurate as it sure. was back then. Oh, well, just Shriveled Dick. Sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, Brian
4: Shriveled Dick Heater. How <laughs> about just Brian the Dick Heater? Oh, yeah, that's Should? sure. Yeah. You can, uh, what about Big D? Big who? There we go. Brian, big D heater. Going to start a ska core band, right, Jordan?
3: (laughs) Sorry. I mean, as long as the kids' table is not involved, (laughs) I think you're okay. Jesus Christ.
2: (laughs) Is this what I signed up for? Is this what I signed up for? Just ninety minutes of ska reference. Oh, we talked
3: about so much ska on the L.A. freeway.
4: <laughs> yeah, here. we were, was, we
2: got it all out
3: of our system. Yeah. As I mentioned, I picked Brian. I picked Brian up from his uh, from his hotel in Marina del Rey, mm-hmm. and we I think we got it out of our system. Yeah, a lot Bri- of our expanded talk.
2: Brian and Jordan, when we were in college, mm-hmm. hosted an all ska radio program. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds like a beautiful dream. What kind of world <laughs> would such a, something so wonderful yeah.
4: exist in? And college radio,
2: the world of college radio, yeah. it
4: burned out like a Roman candle.
1: What's <laughs> crazy to me?
2: What's crazy to me is it's really amazing that it would be hosted by two suburban white guys. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what's so special. It's the it's the special combination yeah. of of third wave ska yeah. and suburban white guys.
4: I think it's I think it's that unique Orange County perspective that Jordan brought to the program that mm-hmm. really made a difference. Well,
3: I mean, you know, they they you know. The Northern California, Mm -hmm. where you're from, Brian, the Northern California third wave ska scene was so different from the Southern California third wave ska scene. And I think, you know, when we started co-hosting the show, I mean, you hosted the show first and then I came on later. Mm -hmm. I think when I started co-hosting, I mean, that, you know, it really got a robust perspective. I think it was a little myopic when you were hosting it. If I had if I was to criticize the show, it was just a little bit, you know. You could tell you were looking at it from that Northern California
2: third wave Scott perspective. It was sort of a Sharks versus Jets type you know, situation sure. as I remember it at the beginning. I mean, there was a lot of snapping, a lot of gang fights. Yeah.
3: But, I mean, I think the better musical equivalent would be, you know, 1977 you know you had what was going on in london and then sure. you had what was going on in new york at cbgb's okay but some but, but also your disco in this scenario i think right yeah well it's uh, let's not let's not unpack this metaphor anymore i, I think, I think I largely though i think
2: uh... <laughs> <laughs> jordan there's no joking when yeah. it comes no, to you're ska right, yeah. you're right i think you
4: were you were actually considered to be at the front of the fourth wave ska was started when you took over the program right
2: well let's not split hairs Brian, what are we what are we looking at A Contra Costa County for you?
4: Uh East Bay. Alameda County? Alameda County.
2: Yes. Where's Contra Costa County? Isn't that in the East
4: Bay? Uh, yeah, but specifically the Alameda County, the the Fremont.
2: Well, I yeah. I was going for I was no, going no, through the, the counties. You're I was Park. Second second county guess is pretty solid. Yeah, that's no, that's pretty good. That's not bad. As far as counties. Fremont, you got a BART station. That's yep. nice. Yep. End of the line. Yeah, you take your BART Take your BART out to Concord if you want to, mm-hmm. all the way out to Concord. Mhm take it to Oakland 12th street
3: Is this what I signed up for <laughs> Is this what I signed up for just some fucking reminiscing about mass transit stops <laughs> Jesus you want me to leave you two guys alone Remember You can bef- talk about Petaluma
2: Remember bef- they don't have BART in Petaluma Jesus oh, guys oh, guys There's no BART in the no- in northern Bay Area Jordan Come on, There's sorry, no guys while I'm on it,
3: I know Fred John wrote the we third do? Nightmare on Elm Street movie. What are we going to do? Take I the know. Bark.
2: We're going to take the Bart to, to, I don't know, Marin City. It's impossible. Jordan Jesse. Yeah. Uh,
4: I just want to talk about the time that I took the Bart train out to the ska show. <laughs> Yay!
3: <laughs>
1: Something we're, we're both all interested in. <laughs>
3: Oh man, that's why they call you the great unifier. <laughs> no, I mean big dick. <laughs> I mean, I would say great unifier, but I meant big dick. Uh, guys, can I uh, can I present to you a little bit of a conundrum that I faced the other day, and maybe you can kind of help me suss it out? I'm all about conundrum. Uh, so something kind of kind of baffling happened to me the other day, and I'm still I'm still processing it. Um. So I was doing I was doing a load of wash in my building, and uh, my building is kind of like it's like eight units, and there's kind of four on each side, and they form kind of a channel, if you <laughs> will.
1: Sure,
2: it's <laughs> kind of a channel, and there's one. What's great about living in your apartment is that you can see London and Paris. Sure, it's I mean it's terrific.
3: And you can drive as fast as you want. It's that's that's the Audubon. Um and there's like this like shed out back where the, the where the laundry machine is. And I would call the makeup of my building now largely like clubby gay guys. Oh. Like there's there's a few clubby gay guys, there's like a young couple. Um there's like a young couple, I think he just got out of the army and she's doing her masters or something. Um and then there's like a um, then there's like a like a hispanic metal guy who looks like he might be in mana right. or a mana tribute band uh, but then but more metal
2: than mana right well, like does he have like shoulder does he have like he has like metal a long hair?
3: long ponytail oh then but he like could leather, be in mana That's... but like leather jacket Okay. So somewhere between metal and Manon. I know that's is a metal s-
2: there are some pretty serious Latino metal dudes in Los Angeles. Yeah. This yeah. is a phenomenon that I was completely unfamiliar with in the Bay Area. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's some serious Slayer t-shirt wearing. He's not wearing. quite
3: that. He's okay. like
2: a little more... He's so he's like a Maná type guy, Rock like a Maná type. He's guy. a rock and Espanol type. Yeah, sure, guy. So, regular Johnny Maná. So, but then the kind of <laughs> yeah, Jorge <laughs> Yeah, uh,
3: but then kind of on the end, there's this middle aged guy who can I just, can I interject one you thing?
2: I know that Juan <laughs> is the equivalent to John in Spanish. <laughs> Please hold your emails. Yeah.
3: Um, but uh, so there's a there's a guy on the end who's this middle aged guy who's who just. I, I don't know what his deal is. He seems like I don't kinda... know whether he's a uh, Mexican metalhead or whether he's gay. He's
4: probably <laughs> right. one. He's of either the two. a gay
3: club. Yeah, yep. in my in my perspective, there are two kinds of people: <laughs> gay club kids and Mexican metal guys. Um, so, so you know, and I I feel like he has three giant cocker spaniels, and they're giant four cocker spaniels. They're not you know, ti- they're they're big tiny dogs. And occasionally they'll start barking at something, and I'll hear him go, uh, sh- shut up, you're driving me crazy <laughs> <laughs> like he'll he'll scream like he's going to swear, but then he doesn't <laughs> uh but I don't you know, and i you know i I feel like i you know I'll see in sometimes, and I'm maybe there's a little kind of a low level hoarding going on there's definitely piles in his house anyway I don't know what this guy's deal is. Um and he's he's un, unfriendly and unresponsive when I see him like walking the dogs. I'll try and wave or you something. You tried to make friends with this guy. Yeah, I've, I've tried to
2: friendly wave. He's in the complex? Sure. You're sort of the social coordinator. You're the cruise director.
3: Yeah, exactly. I I, I organize limbo. You get the you get the gay club
2: kids. They're amyl nitrate poppers. Sure, exactly.
3: And then I blow them.
2: Yeah. Uh cuz I'm a good neighbor. <laughs> sure. Um so, like a good neighbor, Jordan
3: give that guy a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these work. <laughs> um, so, so, anyways, and, and I would, you know, call his style of dress Marshall's or Goodwill. Uh-huh. You know, it's just he just threw on some stuff. Sure. That he found. Cheap. How old is this guy? This guy something? is maybe late 50s. Late 50s, okay. A lot, of, a lot of, like, bum equipment sort of shirts. And <laughs> no, just like, dogs. you know, just yeah. like a polo that he got at Target and then some slacks. But maybe like, irregularly fitting. Yes, definitely everything is irregularly fitting. Nothing, you know, he just bought it because it cost two bucks or something. Um, or he found it.
2: Newspaper hat.
3: Newspaper hat. Yeah, he's like he's like almost, almost newspaper hat crazy seeming. Anyway, so I have not talked to this guy and he has not responded to my
2: waves. He's dedicated his life to enlarging cocker (laughs) (laughs) spaniels,
3: Right. Making them a little larger than you usually think a cocker spaniel is. And these are pretty small apartments. So him having three dogs is like inhumane, borderline inhumane, I think. Um, So anyway, so I was doing a load of wash out in the wash shack Mm -hmm. and – Tin roof rusted. And so, you know, it was a situation where the the wash was full – but the dryer was empty and I needed to put my wash in. So I moved the the wash wash to the dryer. This was not my wash. Uh, and it was like – I would describe it as um, like grandma stuff, like nightgowns and like – Bonnets? Yeah, Yes, literally a bonnet. There was literally a bonnet. It was nightgowns and it was all this like frumpy grandma stuff. And I was kind of like, who would this – beef like who would this be for which gay club kid is wearing a bonnet yeah, yeah
2: right it was really strange does martin lawrence live in my building
3: <laughs> right yeah <laughs> are they filming another big mama's house uh they weren't quite big enough for big mama though i would say i gotcha. mean unless big mama slimmed down a little what bit What about
2: mama from mama's family
3: maybe could be uh, so, but no and, that, and that's exactly the style of it it is exactly the mama from mama's family style you know house coat um Anyway, so I moved these and when I came back to move my wash, uh that weirdo guy is there. He is not wearing a shirt. Uh-huh. He is shirtless and he's getting his Describe his body. Uh, distended belly? <laughs> uh looks kind of normal but has a huge belly. Um so and I see him and he's he's taking all this grandma stuff out of the dryer. And I said, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm so sorry I moved, your, I moved your watch. I hope that's okay. And he's like, oh, that's fine. I understand. I'm
2: a fellow wash doer. Sure. Wh- so, this guy so this guy just demonstrated a- conclusively that he's the greatest person of all time.
3: Yeah. Wh- okay. So my first thought of why does this guy have grandma stuff?
2: No, my first thought is why don't you have any empathy for a fellow wash doer? I We're mean, all in this together, No, buddy. I do
3: have – I mean,
4: We're I do. We're just I trying
2: felt... to wash our dirties and come out with some cleans. Sure. M-
4: my, f- my first thought is the reason why he's spending $2 on clothes is not because he's throwing them out every time he's done with them. <laughs> yeah.
3: I guess my first assumption was is this a psycho situation? Is there a mummified mom in this house that he's wow. dressing?
4: And why is he washing her clothes if she's a mummy?
3: <laughs> I don't, well, maybe she got some food on it. I'm sure he tries to like feed her. I can see him with a little yeah. thing of like mush. Wait! Wait! Her. Wait! Wait! Uh, uh,
4: the, the, how how big are these pieces of clothing? Would you say they would fit an overly large cocker spaniel?
3: Oh, maybe he's dressing the dogs up. He's dressing up like his I mom. I didn't even think that. And having art, maybe that's why they're driving him crazy, mother. Yeah, I could be a weird shut-in if I want. Don't make me go to law school. Yeah, I don't know. I get dressing up the
2: dogs. Uh, dressing up. A mummy of his mom. Mm-hmm. I think it's Mama's family cosplay. Oh, maybe it is. Have you ever spotted him mm-hmm. at Comic Con or something like that?
3: I mean, I have seen a few mamas, big mamas at Comic Cons, okay. but I didn't notice if they were my white neighbor. Have you been? Uh, did you go to to Mom's Play 2012? Oh, I think I it didn't. was on the Elevate. I LV, missed Gamedi it, it this year. I'm oh. banned <laughs> because
2: of like incidents. <laughs>
3: I dress like Daddy when you're supposed to dress like Mommy.
2: <laughs> did you? <laughs> did you notice what kind of soil the clothing had? Were they mm, stiff mm. with soil?
3: <laughs> I did not notice. I wish I had noticed more about these grandma clothes. Yeah. They didn't strike me as odd until I saw him unloading them. Were they silky? No, they were not they were, these were not nice. I mean, I think it goes with the rest of his clothes. These were clearly like goodwill accusations or something. You know when he does accusations. Accusations. That's yeah. a weird that was a weird uh mallet, <laughs> malapropism.
2: Anyway, uh, that was a really good use of malpractice. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Um, so, yeah, so I guess so. Okay, Big Mama cosplay. You are oh, a regular
2: that... Shakespearean mechanical, <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> on, but yeah, I guess is there is there a kind of drag queen that just mm. dresses like a grandma? I would say an unattractive one. Yeah, I mean, is there? Are there, I mean, I guess you think of drag queens, and there is definitely like a lot of drag bars around my apartment. Is this guy just the world's frumpiest drag queen? Is there that There are option? definitely
2: frumpy drag queens. There is no doubt about that. As okay. a native of San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that there are some profoundly frumpy drag queens. Okay, great. Because some drag queens are good at it mm-hmm. and some drag queens are not yet good at it. But the frumpy ones, are they being self-consciously frumpy? Oh, I don't
3: like, know. Is, th- no. is this this guy's drag queen character? Like, I mean, you know, I think there's different... Styles of drag queen, you know. There's, there's, a, there's a maybe like a ghetto fabulous drag queen, and there's like a Vegas show. So girl. you're
2: thinking that this guy is bringing the frumpy realness,
3: right? Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Frumping, I think, is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. There's an erotic yeah.
2: dance. It's called frumping.
3: So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's that's just like it's a fetish thing. You know, you he know, just wants to be grandma. He wants to watch an episode of Prices, right? He wants to maybe. Have a Clamato. So, so he's doing this all at home. There's not like a, a stage that he performs at. I as... don't know. I <laughs> guess maybe I could stake out his place and see if he leaves in the house coat and goes to some sort of. There, I mean there's no chance that he's living there with his mother. Boy, if she, if he is, I haven't seen her. OK. Yeah.
2: Is his mother – is it possible his mother is a stack of newspapers? Could be. I mean, I Can think... a stack of newspapers copulate with a man? I mean, I have
3: fucked stacks of things, right? Not news. I've I've fucked a stack Lossy of National magazines. Geographics, yeah, um, and some interview magazines, of course. Those sure, are, those are those are feel great on your dick.
4: Do you get comics on them, like Silly Putty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: you get like the Family Circus on there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I think I think maybe the maybe what I'm going with is he's dressing up something.
2: Right. Yeah, I guess. A pumpkin.
3: A pumpkin, yeah. It sure. could be. Here's the thing.
2: <laughs> I'm really I'm really into mummies lately. I'll tell you why. Sure. I mean sexually, of course. Sure. Um, because you remember a couple of weeks ago when I talked about Paris is burning on the show? Mm-hmm. So one of our listeners uh, posted, I think posted on the forum or maybe emailed me. This magazine article about one of the, I guess, can you say stars about a documentary, one of the featured subjects mm-hmm, sure. of Paris is Burning. If you don't know or you weren't listening a few weeks ago, Paris is Burning is this totally amazing, fantastic documentary about uh, the ball scene in New York in the late 1980s, uh, in the very beginning of the 1990s. I think it's shot like 87, 88, 89, something like that. And uh, so it's it's. Men who dress like women, but also also sort of variations on that theme, and they would all get together. They were mostly it seemed like they were mostly transsexual um, or transgendered, and um, they would get together after work at like three o'clock in the morning in like rented VFW halls and do these balls. Totally amazing movie. Any
3: gowns and
4: are there any
2: any frumpies? So that's the thing. Like they did – they showed only so many different types of things. But they have subcategories, 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 you know, first time in a ball. But they also have – they have, you know, like they have sort of that classic what you imagine that kind of showgirl type uh, thing. Then you, they also have, uh, you know, most, most passing, you know, like most likely to pass as a woman in the real world. You have um, – but they also have like businessman. Or mil- member of the military, police officer. So it's about it's about sort of uh, – it's about identity play in a variety of different areas, not just not just male-female, although male-female is central to it.
4: When you say businessman, do you mean that that's probably what they do in their off time or that's actually what they're dressing
2: no, as? No, they dress as a businessman. So it is these um, outrageous feminine gay men doing a performance as – a you know an executive circa nineteen eighty seven, mm-hmm. so it's it's you know runway sachet sachet sachet, but briefcase power tie a Gordon Gecko yeah Gordon Gecko yeah. exactly like that is exactly what they're going for this sort of this sort of hyper real mm-hmm. aesthetic right so anyway number one Grandma realness would fit into this <laughs> sure. perfectly yeah and I yeah. want to make that perfectly clear like. That I have no doubt that there could be a ball with, uh, with grandma realness as one of the categories. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. <clears throat> but number two is so this link that this listener sent me mm-hmm. and/or posted on the forum. I don't remember was this article from New York Magazine from ten or fifteen years ago, and it was about one of the featured one of the featured performers in this movie um, when she died. Uh, They, she was sort of like a den mother to a a large group of, you know, people who were into this scene. And when she died, all of her friends, she was a um, seamstress. Mm -hmm. So she made outfits for everybody in this scene. So they all went to her apartment to sort of divvy up what was in her closet, basically, Um, as in sort of have a wake. And they're going through her closet and there's this bag that's too heavy for... Um the uh the person who's going through the closet to lift and so she says, Hey, can you give me a hand? And they're like, This is really heavy and they so they have to cut it open and inside is a mummified body. Hmm. No. And it is mummified in stuff that you would use to make drag queen outfits. Okay. Including pleather. Mm-hmm. It is significantly mummified. So those in are the naugahyde.
3: yeah. So those, the papyrus strips that the ancient Egy- Egyptians would have used. This is like yes, spandex exactly. and
2: yes, exactly. And it had been there. Evidence suggested that it had been there since the seventies. Who was the body? Did they? This ever... was like the mid nineties. Okay, so they 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 didn't know who the body was. Mm-hmm. So they think it, they had been there since the seventies because. Inside the mummification were some beer can pull tabs from before beer cans had pop tops. What do you mean by inside the mummification? I mean like in the guy's pocket or something like that. And so the article was about trying to figure out who this guy was. They think it was a sort of uh, client slash boyfriend Mm -hmm. of the the lady who lived there, right? But – Now, I just think everyone probably has a mummy. Yeah. You know, just in their closet for 40 years.
3: Thank God. I mean, maybe there's a way I can run into this guy again in the wash shack because we had a nice back and forth where he said- You know when he does his wash. Yeah. Oh, I didn't make note of what Mm. time of day it was. You know what the
2: password probably is? Mum's the word. Oh, Oh,
4: yeah. Jordan. Mummy. Mommy. Mummy. Okay. Mommy,
3: I like this. What about this? I mean, maybe there's, maybe there's even a, a more surreptitious way we can get mm-hmm. to it. What's your favorite Brendan Fraser movie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he past. says Encino
3: Man, I don't really know what to
2: think. Right. And Blast from the Past
4: be, is, is a borderline good answer to that, too, right? No, yeah, Plus, I mean,
2: what if he loves Journey to the Center of the Earth 3D? I mean, that's yeah, got 3D that's technology. True. So, that's true. I mean, none of the mummy movies have 3D technology. It's true. So, ultimately. They're inferior to yeah. Journey
3: to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. Uh, I was watching uh, a little bit of Encino Man on Comedy Central this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and the. the, the
4: We the, should um,
2: explain that this has all been a setup to get to you. Describing the, the plot of Encino Man. Encino Man. So, we
4: should explain. It's about these two guys who <laughs> find. The-
3: <laughs> so, yeah, it's Paulie Shore and a Sean a Austin. chubby guy who. Oh, did we. It's Sean. Austin, is oh, is it? Yeah. I was thinking. I wonder what happened to this guy from Encino, man. Yeah, he never worked again, but he did. wasn't He's in The Hobbit, right? I think he is. Yeah. Um don't use your emails. Um, so. So yeah, this uh, I was watching it and I thought it was really funny. So the what what brings on them finding this caveman played by Brendan Fraser is an L.A. earthquake. I think this is back when like jokes about how many earthquakes L.A. has were like you know super edgy. Back when they used to have earthquakes in Los Angeles, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unlike the one they had two nights. But ago. I think this was a very popular joke yeah. back in uh, back when Encino Man was made. Anyway, so there's an earthquake and they find this frozen caveman, and the guys. The guy's initial reaction to it right off the bat isn't, like, the missing link or this is amazing. But he's like, oh, my God, I found a caveman. This is going to mean money, fame, popularity. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Like, he just says that – Fucking immediately. Like, I'm going to thaw out a friend?
3: I don't know. Yeah, like, people will want to hang out with me because no, I found I a caveman. Friends.
2: That is such a weird jump to No, that is. Make. It's like having the right Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. It's like just That's what exactly makes, what yeah. teenagers love.
3: Like, <laughs> man, we thought you were lame, but now that you found this caveman, now that you- I've never found a caveman. All I am is captain of the football team. <laughs> yeah. Now that you proved evolution is real, you can ca- hang out with us at our kegger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very weird. He made he made he make he just like lays out the plot of the movie as it's going to. He's like, this is what's going to
2: happen. Yeah. it's great. Hey, down at the Christian Teen Center, we're celebrating Caveman Day since you prove God doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, uh, all our girls are easy now. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. I think this guy. Yeah, I think this guy has a mummy. He dresses in grandma clothes and okay. enters into mummy contests
3: okay frumpiest mummy
2: frumpiest mummy contest <laughs> okay <laughs> I think he's pitching a show to t l c the frumpiest mummy uh-huh um and I think he's got a pretty good shot.
3: Does the, does the mummy compete against other mummies or is it against other monsters? Is, other... Do you think you would compete compete against a frumpy wolfman? <laughs> yeah. Or a frumpy creature from the Black Lagoon? Hey, as long as their handlers Just named all the monsters. <laughs> Those are all the monsters. That's most of the monsters. As long as their handlers are. I didn't name un- George W. Bush, okay?
2: <laughs> as long as their handlers are unrepentant rednecks, I think it's a surefire hit.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Perfect for TLC, the learning channel. Sure. Mummy boo boo. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, I'm
4: Brian Indeterminately-sized Dick Heater. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got one,
2: ladies. Only one way to find <laughs> out. Yep. Is it giant? Is it shriveled? <laughs> um, I've had uh, I've had a couple great things happen to me. Oh, that's great. My son, Simon, has been into building towers of blocks lately. Great. Adorable. I'm really impressed. Cla-
3: that's, that's, like, that's classic child right there. I know. Are they alphabet blocks? Yes, they are. Great. And uh he can get this You thing. only buy him you only buy him like those classic child toys like he's got a wooden soldier yeah and a choo choo yeah alphabet blocks yeah and a pull duck iron lung yeah and I bought them all directly And iron lung yeah kids love to play those and, uh, just like grandpas <laughs> I want to dress up like a vegetable like grandpa
2: we administered voluntary polio <laughs> oh that's cute kids love braces mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so uh, he's into he's into making piles of blocks lately. And the other day, he's he can get up to like two feet, two three feet, pretty good, pretty huge piles, bigger than I can do. Yeah. And uh, I went in the other the other day, and he had gotten this pile, and he was just as I entered, he was putting on the top a shoe. Hey, all right, shoe
3: See, towers. He's he, thinking outside the box. You know, he knows what's the funny. shoe box. He yeah. knows what
2: funny is. He knows where funny comes from you think you set people up and then you knock down their expectations.
3: I mean it's it's. I mean it's even kind of a classic comic comedy formula. Block 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 shoe. Mhm. I mean the Marx brothers. I mean come on guys.
2: <laughs> exactly. The other it's, it's, the it's, old
3: it's, blocky shoey. Yeah, the old block and shoe.
2: The other really great thing that happened to me the other day. I mean I no, you know when you have a kid like your your leisure life really transforms because you find yourself just trying to think of anything to do that can involve a child like kicking down blocks that you won't mm-hmm. hate yeah yeah like blocks to me like the fact that he's gotten into blocks is a a godsend mm-hmm. because i think blocks are kind of fun yeah <laughs> i'll play with blocks sure I and mean, stack them <laughs> would would you, would you disown him if he became like a construction worker for example oh no, no. That'd be great. He can, a, he can become a construction worker. That's well-paid work. My cousin is a, my con- cousin is a construction worker. It's very difficult, but uh, pays quite well. So there you have it. If you've got some skills, you've got to develop sure. skills. You've got to just develop some specialized skills or you know, start managing other people. You've got to have some entrepreneurial drive. But make a good living, build a beautiful thing, very honorable work. Do you like
3: that <laughs> <Yep>. explanation? <laughs> I agree. Of? Yes. Construction work is it's very – it's vital.
2: So you look for opportunities to do anything with a kid that you don't want to shoot yourself in the face after you've done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's too young to like take him to the movies. He's too young for most sort of classic kid activities. Um, and so it just – Like stickball or de peg. Yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. Too young. When do, when, do you start, when do you start a kid on de peg? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Um but we it's a street urchin game right
2: we went to um oh and the other thing is we also have to be really careful about how far we drive with him in the car cuz if he falls asleep in the car and it's not his nap time uh, it fucks up his nap schedule mm, boy. And then if he falls asleep and it is his nap time, we have to drive around in the ca- car for an hour to 90 minutes so he gets his whole nap.
4: Oh, wow. You can just I, leave him in the car as long as you crack a window. Though, I've heard right? that. I've
2: heard that. Yeah. 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 I, guess, I guess I've guess i heard that too. Um,
3: <laughs> oh, that's about pets.
2: <laughs> parenting magazine. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, but we Dr. Did, Oz. Dr. Oz said that, I think.
2: We did have a great success, which was we drove to Long Beach, California. Mm-hmm. And in Long Beach, California, they have... Probably the greatest place in the world. Mm-hmm. The birthplace
3: of 3D Bradley
1: porno
3: theater <laughs> <laughs> We're both we're dragging the straws here, Jesse. It's either the birthplace of Bradley Noel, lead singer of Sublime, mm-hmm. or, or a three D porno, porno theater. theater.
2: Yeah, as a dog beach.
3: Oh, uh, dog beach. This is a beach
2: for that is allowed. Dogs oh. are not just allowed to be on this beach, mm-hmm. Jordan. Yeah. Dogs are encouraged to be on this beach. But they want dogs there off leash, mm-hmm. wrestling, running barking, in the water. swimming, chasing a ball into the ocean. Hey, that's great. It's a real dog beach of all-star to the...
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's good. Um what what's the what's the poop maintenance situation? Great. Yeah? They people have.
2: are taking care hmm. of the beach. Good. And you know what?
3: I did think you bring it, your own. Is there like Do kiosks? you bring your own poop? Yes. Do you? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's numerous trash cans. Great. You're expected to bring your own bags. Okay. But it's not tell a bag you, dispenser? Bag, poop was not an issue. Great. It was a non issue. Yeah. I went there on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. It was choked with people and their dogs. Mm-hmm. And I did not see a single stray poop. But you're, That's I mean, you're great. in nature's litter box. That's true, yeah, you, know, you just bury it. they can mm-hmm. just bury it, no, well, I guess so. Here's the another crabs thing take care of. It. Here's another thing I <laughs> like do. about dog beach they
3: yeah, they move out, they go out of their shells and they
2: move into a giant <laughs> piece of dog crap. Dog beach is great because mm-hmm. a, I can bring both my dogs, they just run around and go ape shit, sure, you know, play with other dogs, whatever. My dogs don't really play with the other dogs, yeah. They There's just this, silently judge. It's, once in a while, we have to drop them <laughs> off at, at dog daycare. Look and look at his at collar. The, <laughs> at the end of dog daycare, they like give you a report on what they did. And you, I hear other people's reports, and they're always like, he played with Boxer and mm-hmm. Spot and Bartholomew, and he had a great blah, 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 blah. And whenever uh, we pick up Coco and Sissy, my dogs, it's always, well, Coco and Sissy – Mostly stuck to themselves, mm-hmm. but got a lot of <laughs> attention from the supervisors. So for, what is the, it's like a mean girl situation. What's the point of dog daycare? Dog daycare is like so that you can get your dogs out of the house and they don't and they're being still being supervised and taken care of and they get to play with other dogs. Okay. But so, you don't go to,
3: you drop them off at it.
2: Yeah, you drop, you drop okay. them off there. Yeah, but we – I mean we don't use it. There are some – I think a lot of people who are like successful, busy professionals sure. drop their dog off there on the way to work and then pick it up on the way home so that it's not at home by itself being okay. manic and sure. worried. ruining. Not getting to go to the bathroom, not sure. getting a walk, you know, whatever. Um, we usually use it uh, – we'll use it on the weekends when – To pick up chicks. Our neighbors have a you know a gardening crew that comes over oh, for okay. a couple hours on the weekends. It terrifies the dogs, so we'll take our dogs to the doggy daycare sometimes. To, if we, if we can't take them to the dog park or something. Sure. So um, anyway, dog beach is wonderful because there's all a there's all these fucking dog every fucking kind of dog on earth. Man, I saw the biggest scruffy dog you ever seen in your life, Jordan. I can't even begin to <laughs> Well, tell you. he sounds great. Yeah, this dog was scruffy, big. I mean, it was great. Um, and the other thing is, I guess I didn't... Because my ideas about going to the beach are based in San Francisco, mm-hmm. where the beach is the coldest part of town, mm-hmm. and it's a relatively cold town. Um, my image of a dog beach is like a middle-aged couple holding hands, and they're both wearing you know they're sort of dressed like you imagine like
3: linen pajamas yeah <laughs> no they're not... both wearing identical sets of linen pajamas
2: no they're they're wearing like uh they're wearing like those kind of those kind of like Columbia fleece vests mm. <laughs> and you know those pants that zip into shorts and maybe sport sandals okay you know what i'm talking about But this is Southern California, so not only are there dogs, there's totally beach babes in bikinis. Oh, sweet, dude. It was amazing. So this wasn't a topless dog beach. No. (laughs) The dogs all had on T-shirts. Big dog T-shirts. It was fully nude (laughs) for the dogs. It was a full nude for for dogs, but clothing required for people. It's basically the best thing that ever happened to me, Jordan. Sure. It's a
3: little, yeah, check out a cute dog. Check out a sexy babe. That's where I'm at in my life, though. Drive, I'll
2: drive 40 minutes for that.
3: <laughs> uh, maybe bring a magazine that has a picture of a sandwich in it so you can look at that, too, and just oh, like have geez. everything, uh, oh,
2: have, all the, have all the fires stoked. My salivary glands are working overtime right now just thinking about that hoagie.
3: Dog, boob, sandwich, dog, boob, sandwich, <laughs> oh. dog, boob, sandwich. Stop saying dog boob, Jordan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Check out some dog boobs. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
3: Jordan Morris, Boy Detective, great sponsors this week, as always. Ask.metafilter.com. You want to know where your local dog beach is. Yep. Do you want to know where your local drag bar is. Yep. Ask.metafilter.com. Smart answers to questions. Uh, dummies don't get to answer them, so uh, it's only nope. it's only sharp tacks answering your internet questions.
2: Yeah, they're they're pet ants. They're they're pet ants that they're on your side. <laughs> right. They're the type of people that really want to get stuff right. Sure. Ask.metafilter.com. Thank you for your consummate support. Yes. And you know what? You can ask a question there. You can also just search the database. I like to hey. search the database. If I'm trying to make a like a travel decision or something like that, I go to Ask Metafilter oh, to great. search through the database. Also sponsors this week on Jordan Jesse Go are friends at VG Kids, hey. vgkids.com. They are a full service printing outfit. So anything you need printed from tote bags to t-shirts, posters, packaging, uh, custom clothes, uh stickers, Full color digital printing. I mean, they'll do, uh, you know, what's that called? Like a banner on your wall. Yeah, and they'll do a postcard for you.
3: I need some uh, printing coming up. Maybe I'll use VG Kids. Well,
2: VG Kids are longtime friends of MaximumFun.org. They print all our t shirts, they do a great job. Uh, it's a nice punk rock couple that runs the organization. Oh, terrific. Uh, very nice. It's one of the best kinds of couples. Very nice Midwestern punk rockers. Uh, I think you should go to VGKids.com. And guess what? Is it Bob Mould? <laughs> it is. It's Bob Mould. It's basically Bob. It's like a heterosexual Bob Mould type oh, situation. Um, by the way, I saw Bob Mould on Letterman the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a new record out. Just rocking out. It is the great... It makes me so happy to see that friendly, friendly gay dad type guy yeah, just rocking his fucking ass off.
4: With uh, John Worcester on drums. There you go. Oh, I
3: didn't
2: know that. Check it out. Yeah, Bob Mold. Uh, Bob Mold is
3: really, really aged gracefully. Usually, some sometimes those dudes, uh, those dudes don't. I think me yeah. and Brian saw a saw a sad old dead Kennedys in college.
4: Yeah, that was he, no good. Uh, I mean, he Bob could have been Mould's up there in great. a bonnet, wearing sure. some kind of a summer dress. <laughs> yeah, you never know.
2: Yeah, um, although that so would be pretty cool. You get ten percent cool. off. Mention our show. Uh, all you have to do is mention our show to the customer service people, put it in your comments box if you order online, like whatever. Mention you heard about it on Jordan Jesse Go. They all know about Jordan Jesse Go there. It's a, you know, it's a small house. They just say you heard about it on Jordan Jesse Go. They'll give you 10% off your whole order. Sounds like a good bargain. Yeah. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It's cheap. It's easy. Anything. We've had relatively few like, birthday announcements lately. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for those to come back. Me too. You I love them. I mean? Congratulations, I love on wishing your... people a happy birthday. I know, it's, it's fun, like my right? favorite. It's fun. Uh, and we'll plug your podcast. Don't take that away from us. Maximumfun.org slash jumbotron. If you want to sponsor any of our maximumfund.org shows, email Teresa, T-H-E-R-E-S-A at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Brian Big Dick Heater. <laughs> big D, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Jesse. You know, if people can't get enough of Big D, mm. I recommend they listen to Gene's Jobs. Yeah, maybe watch the End Gadget Show. Yep. These are two great
3: places for your daily recommended dose. You know who's of uh, Big D?
2: You know who's running the Engadget Gadget Show these days with everybody, uh, Big D? I don't. Ben Harrison, yep. director hey. and producer of Put This On there and official videog- videographer of Max FunCon. That's well, probably a great show then. It's pretty good now. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty you, good. Can, you can also watch it. You don't have to go to Engadget.com. You can also watch it in every taxi cab in New York City. <laughs> That's true.
4: We're in Boston now. Uh, I don't know if I should be directing people away from our
3: webpage to watch <laughs> the show, though. No. Don't go to the website. Just get into a taxi. <laughs> yeah. Does the does the does the fact that you're on in taxis in mm. New York you live in New York, True. do you get a lot of like, you're the guy from the taxi? I, uh,
4: I I I I have I've been recognized but only in the most embarrassing of situations just like in 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 the nerdy You Had your dick scenarios. in a glory hole. <laughs> uh, well just like overly nerdy play, like a, like a maker fair I'll be recognized at or a CES you oh, know get okay. large gatherings of nerds I've I've been recognized. Okay. Um, we had a, a I was in Berlin 2, two weeks ago covering a show and we had a really sort of bizarre situation where uh, my coworker and I were um, you know, writing up this gadget, and somebody came said he recognized us, and uh, you, you know, we, we sort of looked at him and we were like, "Oh, you know, do you do you need anything else from us?" And he's like, "Nope, just wanted to see how the pros work."
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's an amateur. Yeah, yeah. gadget reviewer. And,
3: ha- and how were you working? Uh, we Efficiently were looking with a, looking at a phone and writing it up. Great, it's pretty much the way you think it goes. But yeah, I would think that like you would just be like at a bar or something, and you would get you know like a drunk, you know, a drunk. NYU girl, oh, my God, you're the guy from the taxi, and then want a picture with you or something.
2: Uh, that doesn't happen? I'll tell you, because yeah. when I was most recently in New York, mm. shooting put this on. Mm-hmm. We took a fair number of taxi yep. cabs because we had this crew together, and sometimes we had to get from one place to another, and we just rolled, took a cab. You know, We had a production budget. I'm not a taxi cab guy, but we took yeah, a fair to number her. of cabs, sure. a couple cab rides, uh, cab rides a day to get from one location to another. I think I spent more time with you than I had oh. since we were in the same improv group in college. <laughs> but I, I guess the question is, if you saw like the uh, the talk
4: stoop woman
2: on the street, <laughs> would you recognize That's her? That's a good point. Oh, yeah. yeah, point taken. Mm-hmm. Point taken. Um, hey, listen, you guys want to play Momentous Occasions? I do want to play that. It's a that. game where we listen to Momentous <laughs> Occasions and <laughs> then then talk briefly about them and then move okay. on to the
3: next. So so how do you win? How do you we win get this to hear a so-called second one? game?
2: When something yeah. momentous happens to you, we ask that you give us a call at 206-984-4-FUN. Brian Fernandez, why don't you roll out that first call?
0: Hello, Mr. Thorne and Morris. This is Lita from Minnesota. Today, I finished my second week of my first big kid job, which is momentous enough in itself. However, in the two weeks I've worked at the IDS Center in downtown Minneapolis, I've observed something that only Jesse may be able to explain. If not explain, then at least share my horror. In these two weeks, I've observed no less than seven businessmen who do not appear to be slobs wearing black suits and brown loafers. Very brown. Also, yesterday I had a crazy cat lady yell at me, just like the crazy cat lady from The Simpsons, as I walked past. But I think that was unrelated to the loafers. Thanks, guys. Keep it up.
2: I can explain the loafers. That sounded
3: that sounded uh, that sounded written down. She's definitely yeah. sounded like she was reciting that. That was charming. I thought, guys, yeah. drag queens, right? Oh, maybe they are men drag dressing maybe up like businessmen. Maybe that's the signal yep. to yeah. other gay that's business drag queens. <laughs> These guys. guys
2: Honestly, uh, honestly, the the business realness is much realer than that. Their game is tight. <laughs> Businessman realness, executive realness, is actually what yeah. it's called. Uh, They're they they do not fuck around.
4: Drag queen cat ladies, though, I feel like could be a thing.
3: Oh yeah, I mean that could go along with the frumpy grandma sure. drag queen. I think. I think that like, you know, having a bunch of cats with you at the drag show could like kind of heighten that a mm-hmm. little bit. Were there cats in the washing machine when you opened it up, Jordan? (laughs) No, I did not move any cat or cat corpses from the wash to the dryer.
2: I'll I'll tell you, I can explain this whole loafer situation she needs. First of all, these people should not be wearing black suits during the day (laughs) because I'm guessing that they're not members of the clergy or undertakers. (laughs) Um, However, I can explain why someone would pair brown loafers with a black suit. Uh, My explanation is you're in downtown Minneapolis. (laughs) That's it. I've been to downtown Minneapolis mm. on multiple it's occasions.
4: somebody's dad. Just yep. dadding around. Yep. Going to work. There's a lot of baseball statues down
2: there, mm-hmm. downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, a lot of uh, overhead overhead walkways. mm mm-hmm. Keep the people skyway. out of the cold. Yep. There is a... Uh, Prince. There's a sax off Fifth, but no sax. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's like the Taco Bell Express
4: of clothing stores, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Minneapolis, a great, a great town. Mm-hmm. The men of Minneapolis probably not known for their color coordination prowess.
3: Again, save for Prince.
2: Save Prince. Yeah. Prince is well known for perhaps over... Various shades of purple. (laughs) Yeah. I think... Coordinating a light purple and a dark purple. I would characterize him renting Cedric Sabalos' house and then painting it purple and dyeing the water in the fountain purple as perhaps... Oh, and replacing all of the flooring with wall to wall purple carpeting mm-hmm. as perhaps over color coordination, <laughs> especially since he didn't ask permission to do any of those. <laughs> it's a little
3: matchy matchy, is what you're saying. Yeah,
2: it's match matchy. I get it. Next call.
3: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Go.
0: This is Dylan and Carrie from Boston. We just got married. And I don't know if you can hear that, but we are on a plane and we are heading on our honeymoon right now. And I'm going to watch the first episode of Lost. Thanks, guys.
2: Wait, that had a real, that had a real shitty dingy <laughs> mall.
4: Yeah, is there? A, I've, th- th- I'm watch is a one plane... of the most famous plane crash scenes yeah. of all
2: time.
3: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. In other. your, on your, in your honeymoon flight, shouldn't you be getting an HJ under the blanket? Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. I. Maybe HJ I under the BK. Yeah. yeah, does that qualify? <laughs> That's you? under a Burger
2: King. <laughs> <laughs> a British knight, Jordan. A British. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Brian, Brian but I guess you could be watching sneakers you know on his donger nah, I bet you can
3: get give han- the old regulator I guess I I guess I I assume that you can't get a <laughs> hand job while watching an
2: episode of Lost I guess you can yeah probably I mean he, he needs you'd miss the, a lot he needs the cell technology yeah. mm. <laughs> does uh, it flash
4: lights while you do it
2: uh, yeah, yeah I'm sure <laughs> I my, That's LA gear. Yeah. It's an somebody, LA gear penis. <laughs> if somebody gets an H under a blanket in an airplane, mm-hmm. are they then a member of the Mile High Club? I
3: think that is Point. specifically about the bathroom, right? Doesn't that specifically I think it's full insertion, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe no outer course. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Do you are you allowed to to what let's say that you, that you engaged in full insertion mm-hmm. but you did not Insert to fruition. Yeah, I think so. As long as so, you're saying as long as a penis goes
3: into an a vagina. Yeah, or Or but if you're a a homosexual, yeah, a vagina or a vagina.
4: Yeah, I would say if you're if even if (laughs) you're
2: even if you're a gay man, that sucking a dick doesn't count. Yeah, and I would say that oral sex also doesn't count for uh, girls who like girls. They would have to scissor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, in an airplane bathroom, yeah. which would be, <laughs> be a amazing. miracle of gymnastics. Be spectacular. that would be so on some Dominic Dawes type
4: shit. Yeah. Those first class seats go all the way down now, actually. Yeah, that's true.
3: But no, I mean, I guess maybe that's a good point. Maybe we are excluding lesbians from the Mile High Club because their thing has to be that's so— That's unfair. Yeah, I don't—I mean, you know what, we're though? all about— you know, inclusion. Up until last
4: year, lesbians actually weren't allowed in planes, though. So I feel like they've <laughs> made true. a lot That's of leaps and bounds. And, you know, They're I They're making slow
2: progress. Yeah. Brian's, Brian's point about lay flat beds uh, is really good. I think that lesbians should focus their efforts on the 787 Dreamliner. <laughs> <laughs> because that thing has these beds. I've seen yeah. pictures. Yep. It looks spectacular. <sighs> pull a curtain. Scissor away. I
4: got upgraded, to. One of those on a, really? on a flight to Berlin. Um, oh, my You God. had to pay extra for the scissoring, though.
2: <laughs> right. It's upcharges. Yeah. They always get you with upcharges. Yep. Baggage handling, scissoring. Hey, this was the first time that I've ever flown.
4: Thumb in the butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. this, was the, this was the first time that I ever uh, have flown first class. Have you guys done first or business class before?
3: I've... I was upgraded to business once. Okay. I yeah. flew
2: first class once when I was a kid. I, I flew by myself from San Francisco to Switzerland. Yeah. And I was maybe 10. And if you're an unaccompanied minor uh, and there's seats available, they used to. I don't know if they still do. They'll upgrade you automatically.
3: That's why I always wear one of those uh, lantern helmets when (laughs) I get on a plane and say, where's my mommy? (laughs) (laughs) Unaccompanied minor. Oh, I get They 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 almost they they feed,
4: it's weird they feed you too much. They just there 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 were about 5 meals on the way to Berlin.
3: Oh yeah, what would you yeah. get? What are what are we talking here? Uh, uh, chicken chicken. Uh some
4: kind of a there was a fruit for a breakfast. I think there were at least 3 meals on wow. the way to Berlin. No one buys first class plane tickets,
2: right? You, at this point, it's solely composed of people who have like using their miles, mile points. Yeah,
4: yeah. You see, I mean, every certainly every celebrity that I've seen on the plane, and and you see a lot from uh, from New York to Los Angeles. Yeah.
2: Have you seen how much it costs to buy a first class or business class plane ticket relative to a regular plane ticket? Like more than twice as much. So way more. I was just looking at I I was just looking at flights for Max Funcon East. And it was – now, granted, it was a particularly affordable time. But I think that uh, New York to L.A. flights around Max Boncon East were like $125 or $150. Wow. They were really That's low. That's ridiculously cheap. I mean, a lot of times you'll get 200 or 250 but it was real cheap. And I'm like, shoot, at these prices, I might as well go up to business or first class for people. Yeah, you lay know? down. $1,800. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like $2,100. <laughs> <laughs> like, first class is just for people whose, whose money philosophy is fuck it. hmm Right? Yep. Yeah. But where do they find that's, those
3: people? That's Brazilian, Brazilian cocaine storefront money. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, dear lesbians... Okay. <laughs> Do you think you've joined the Mile High Club, and how have you done it? I'm willing to hear an explanation of like a lesbian Mile High Club. Uh-huh. I'm willing. I'm willing to entertain an explanation that isn't insertion.
4: Is the Mile High Club is the idea behind that that this is this is somebody you've met on the
2: plane or that you I literally think it, can't I don't know. No, no, I think land. yeah.
3: I think it's I think it's 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 like it's like a stunt. I think you know. Okay. I think it's and I think but it is something you have no, to play.
2: One of the most sensual, oh excuse me. sexual experiences. Yeah, 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 imaginable. Have you ever have fucked
4: with? turbulence in the background
2: <laughs> yeah, i mean no it's like a natural magic fingers bed. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i want to hear yeah i would like to hear about how if 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 that has happened to anyone i would i don't know because i want to include lesbians in the mile high club i do too i think it's unfair
2: that they're excluded by circumstance <laughs>
3: right i think children I that think one animals, has to hang, hang anybody the, yeah or <laughs> have any dogs joined the mile <laughs> yeah. high club have you gotten out of your carrier and fucked another dog? If you're out there,
2: Spaniels, St. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Bernards, yep. Dachshunds. Those are all dogs? Yeah. Good work, Brian. <laughs> Good work, Brian. I think, I don't know. I mean, it's because the thing is, is like, it has to be something that uh, that's complicated. Right? Right? Like, you can't just be, it can't just be, like, reaching your hand into somebody's pants.
3: Yeah, that doesn't, right. It has to be an act. Right. Sure. I mean. Because, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't include hand-on-genital stuff. It would have to be something more what involved. What about cunnilingus? Yeah, totally. I think that works. I think, and I'm willing, you know. And I think I want to, I want to step back and include fellatio okay. into the Mile High Club. I think that's really? maybe even harder than insertion in some ways.
2: Right, because you because of the because of the this, the position. How about this? Yeah, How yeah. about
3: this? It's something that you
4: fe- you feasibly couldn't get away with at your seat. So you've actually got to relocate. Sure. It. The, yeah, I think that's fair.
2: I have never been in. I'm not a member of the Mile High Club, but I do have a hard time peeing on airplanes because I'm too tall. <laughs> it's tough. I always hit my head. You know, why does it slope backwards there? I That's got there's got to be some kind of club for you. I thought I mean, you were always... going to say maybe the diner's club. <laughs> That's what the diner's club is down to. Yeah. They were the first credit card. Now they're just a <laughs> club for people who <laughs> have who a hard are time peeing on airplanes when they're peeing on airplanes. <laughs> we have a couple more calls, right, Brian? Okay, let's hear them.
3: I don't know, I think, I think we can riff on this hey, for a
0: little while longer. This is Margaret, and I was calling with a momentous occasion. Um, I just pulled the last thing out of my apartment, which is a vacuum cleaner, and I handed over the keys to the leasing office so that um, I can go back to school, live in a dorm, and become an elementary school teacher. So um, more powerful than ever. Uh, wow. Have a great day
2: got such a fuck fast ahead of you can you imagine if you move back into the dorms with a oh I thought fuck you meant experience? the
4: elementary no, school
3: yeah. no, I oh. did too like I don't know if I want to joke about don't that don't live in a dorm with
2: elementary I mean
4: school I want too.
3: a yes and because you know I <laughs> want to be a good comedy partner dorm. but I don't want to know if I
2: want to I'm telling you, could run the dorm oh, if you sure. know how to be an adult. Yeah, you know how to be in the world because that's the only thing. I guess though, basically here's, the, the only there's... thing that's keeping people from fucking each other in the dorm, right, is that it's they're trying weird. to figure out how to be in the yeah, world. Can sure. we just
4: describe Jesse's uh, gesture for fucking?
2: <laughs> it, was cra- it was two knuckles knuckles crab, crab claws. <laughs> that <laughs> is that not how fucking? It works?
3: <laughs> nope. Do you not have a crab claw down there? Oh uh-uh. no. But here's – I guess here's the problem with that is who are her available fuck partners? Yeah. It's like a weird 18-year-old. I mean maybe there's some like 22-year-olds this is or something. The other
4: issue is that there's a threshold that you cross before you become
2: the really creepy old person. I'm, think, I'm hoping that she's not a creepy old person. Yeah. But I bet even like a... I think she's a twenty five year old. She could fuck some twenty two year old. A twenty yeah. a twenty four year old. She could fuck some twenty one year old.
4: Twenty seven year olds are 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 like elderly when you're in college. Yeah, were, were yeah. you? Did you go to school with any like like 27, 28 year olds? They
3: seem so old. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, no, I wonder. Yeah, I I just I think I think does it. Does a, does a, does an older woman, and by older I mean 25, 26, yep. want to have sex with a guy who's in a dorm? I think they'll be so bad at it, I mean, it, right? yeah, she, that's can, a good point. she can buy them liquor. Yeah. I mean, she maybe can, she can she, fuck some TAs and stuff. She could rent a car for them. That's something they can't do on their own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll pay her back
2: with sex. That's a good idea.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think you could just she have should, a lot of weird sex, should, but I think it'll be bad. She right? should
2: rent a 10-passenger van. <laughs> Fill it up with twenty-year-olds. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-year-olds and booze. She yeah. could be on the the five-foot
4: club and head for the border.
3: <laughs> that's a disability van. Yeah. <laughs> five-foot
2: club. Yeah, I guess my plan is is profoundly flawed. Yeah,
3: I mean, you know, if you want like to usher idea. some young men into, you know, into adulthood, I think that's nice of you, sure. but I don't think you'll get a lot from a, yeah. from it. Unless that is like – that's like an erotic fetish of yours. It's just like showing an unexperienced young man the ropes. I like this
4: idea that she's got to basically fuck her way to become an elementary school teacher. <laughs> that's the one obstacle standing between her and this elementary school.
2: Sure. Well, pussies are very powerful, Brian. <laughs> yeah. I think we learn that anytime we call someone a pussy <laughs> and then a bunch of people email us. <laughs> Oh, God. It doesn't really bother me that much when people email us. I want to make that clear. Yeah. People are almost always really nice yeah, when they sure. email, email us. Email us, you pussy. <laughs> oh, geez. Email heater. <laughs> yeah. Tell him about powerful pussy muscles. At engadget.net. <laughs> at cab. kagel at
3: ngadget.com. Cab. Kegel, dot yeah, it's kagel. Brian's email address is kegel at cab.nyc.
2: <laughs> we got one more call here, I think. Let's hear it.
0: Jordan, Jesse, esteemed guest, this is Jamie from New York calling in with a momentous occasion. I'm standing in the middle of a field in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, wonderfully tipsy as the sun is setting behind what I think are the Berkshire Mountains, and I just officiated my best friend's wedding, and I made it through without crying, but I made the groom cry through the entire thing. It is momentous, and my first drink has gone straight to my head (laughs) and oh when i was officiating i worked the word momentous into it i said on this momentous day and my friend she took a look at the ceremony was like that word doesn't seem right i was like no that word is going in so the 128 assembled guests also heard me declare in the middle of the ceremony that it was a momentous occasion thank you i love the show i'm gonna go drink more goodbye
2: Here's, Give this okay. girl one Bacardi Breezer. <laughs> Here's
3: w- what you got to do. I mean, Jesse, you and I both have officiated weddings. Yeah. And I think the mistake that she's made, I mean, I, we say this time and time and time again. So but many when times we've said this. When you're officiating a wedding, yeah. take a break and eat something. Right. Because you don't want that first post-wedding drink to go right to your head. You right. make it, a, frankly, an embarrassing call like that You one. know
2: what I recommend? Hmm. Cornish pasty.
3: Sure. Have a little pasty. That,
4: that it took a very different turn than I thought it was going to at the beginning. I thought she was going to say I'm, I'm in, in Brookfield, standing in the field in field in, in, in Brookfield, Massachusetts, the only survivor of a plane crash. <laughs> Some guy That's a momentous occasion. A
3: nice newlywed couple
2: died. It is, I think, probably, Whoa, the, what? I think probably <laughs> the best part of officiating a wedding is that you have the power to make people cry. Like I – when I officiated – we've each officiated one wedding. Mm -hmm. When I officiated Guy and Mary Beth's wedding, I told some – I told some stories that they had told me about their life together. Fucking destroyed. Just people were in tears just from a nice little they don't have a particularly they met on match.com or something <laughs> but like just a but few but the interface little, is really nice yeah. just a few little things about yeah. love the pump is so primed it's like the it's like the crowd it's like the crowd at a television taping after that comedy magician gets through sure like throwing out throwing just, out fun size snickers people are just good to go they are dtf <laughs> DTC. <laughs> DTC. Down to
3: cry.
4: Down to cry. And then he described his
2: body type to her. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for future calls, um, if, you don't, if you can't identify the mount, mountains, it's best to leave them out. So when this girl said sure. what I believe are the Berkshire Mountains, your suppositions and guesses as to what mountains they may be sure. are not wanted on this program. If
4: you're going to fish at a wedding, figure out where you are geographically. Find, find the closest. If you to... need to
3: flee
2: into the hills, <laughs> yeah. you want to know where you're fleeing to. Hey, what if, what if, shit, what if shit goes down? You've got to identify your Swayze. Who's the high yeah. school football quarterback? I'm, you know? st- I'm standing in what I believe to be a field. I believe I am standing at what I think is a wedding. Yes. I I could be laying down in a fjord, but I think I am standing in a field. You know what? A lot of people are making a mistake, though. I want to address this Hmm. real quick. Sure. That is having a friend officiate their wedding. Why would you have a friend officiate a wedding when you could have one of your favorite podcasters officiate it? I know friend come on friend is that person even really your friend what does that word even mean friend friends no. how many of us have them friends i know i don't have ones any ones we can
3: depend on friends basically the worst show in the history of tv why would you want to remind
2: people of that Before by bringing we one go of those jackets let's be friends to the pulpit 206 984 4 fun is the telephone number to call when you have a momentous occasion. We're done with the current momentous occasions. Brian Fernandez, give me a nod. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse Go. La,
1: la, 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 la,
2: la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Brian, big dick heater. Oh, we had a lot of fun on this week's program. I am looking forward to seeing the people of Los Angeles at mm-hmm. the Riot LA Festival and the people of San Francisco at the San Francisco Comedy and Burrito Festival.
3: Uh, I know our Riot Festival show is uh, September 22nd at 2 p.m. Do we uh, know some dates have a date. We don't have, do a, we have, date, we don't have a specific comedy, date burrito. and
2: time yet for Comedy and Burrito, but it, it is the weekend of October 11th through 13th, and you can get... off of your uh, Burrito Festival pass
3: For (laughs) The $4 burrito Is now $3.60
2: For using the code MaxFun Put in the code MaxFun You get 10% off Your festival pass You can come see us I just talked with Mal Sharp Mm. He's going to be coming by Oh terrific I will see I just emailed a certain uh punk rock legend who lives in San Francisco who may have been discussed on this program mm. We'll see if, We'll see if he's available. He mm. may be on tour he's got a new album out, but I wouldn't call myself a legend. But... <laughs> 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 um anyway, I'm looking forward to yeah. seeing everyone at those two shows. The truth uh, oh hey, the here's actually is...
3: a fun fun little a fun little fact about our Riot show that I didn't know. Yes. Uh it's a it's a it's a tandem show with Throwing
2: Shade. This is their first live show. Yeah, first live show ever for Throwing yeah. Shade. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think so too. We're going to have uh we're going to have a lot of uh nerds, a mm-hmm. lot of ladies and a lot of gays. Great. Gay lady nerds. 3 of my favorites. It. Our friend Mariel Reyes, she's in. <laughs> she's a gay lady nerd. Bring her in. Put her on the stage.
3: Ask her to explain the lesbian mile high club.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We We can give Mariel a call and have her answer our lesbian questions. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. She'd have a lot. She could have our resident that. lesbian. Lesbian questions and Dominican questions, if we have any Dominican related questions. <laughs> sure. There's a lot of hats, it sounds like. Be yeah. lesb- how she's do- the representative for all of the. <laughs> <laughs> those for everything that she's you in. don't associate with. Yeah, she's- yeah. <laughs> how, do you,
3: how do you scissor in an airport bathroom?
2: What are the rules of dominoes? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> she's sort of like the black guy at Phillips Exeter. You know what I mean? She's, she speaks on behalf of all of her demographic mm-hmm. groups. Yeah. Anyway, uh we'll we'll talk to you there and then. Los mm-hmm. Angeles and San Francisco, don't fuck this up. Yeah.
3: Mex- I would say but if you live in California and you don't come to one of those shows, like there's something seriously wrong with you. What if you're in you. a Eureka? Yeah, I go to one, whatever's closest. Whichever one of those, is San closest. Francisco, I, I think Francisco, is a little closer.
4: Yeah, sure. yeah. Go to, yeah, you've what got if a car if you live in Eureka. What if you're in a San Luis Obispo? Do you go to both? Go to both. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You you're equidistant. Go Let's no. just
2: say you live at the Hearst Castle. Yeah, yeah, say you're William Randolph Hearst. Yeah, enjoy the place. I know you're a crazy shut-in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring your animals. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, bring them. We'll have we'll have a blast with them. Anyway, I'm excited that I, I'm excited that everyone in California is going to be coming to those shows. Me too. Because frankly, I won't tolerate anything less. Mm-hmm. We're giving you like a ton of notice. Yeah, and if you live on the East Coast, come to Max FunCon East. Yeah, tickets still available. We've got John Hodgman, Jonathan Ames, all the Johns, Kurt Explodo <laughs> Anderson, David Reese, um, Dick Cavett. Uh, what else are we look? What else are we looking at? We're looking at uh is David Reese going to be doing will – will there be
4: a pencil sharpening class?
2: Teach, he'll be teaching people how to pen, sharpen pencils. Dave Hill. Mm. Last week's guest will be there. Um, oh, I love Dave Hill. Two, All, weeks, two weeks ago. Who does two weeks ago? Two weeks, two, weeks ago. Ago. two weeks ago? two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Um, the, the reality is Max MaxFunCon East is going to change your life, and I don't know why you haven't already bought tickets. Yeah, it's dumb that you haven't. Just do it. Just, yeah. You don't have to ask your husband. You don't have to ask your wife. No, don't even bring your husband. No, you've got your own credit card. Yeah.
3: Just make this Don't tell day. him where you're going. Yeah, just leave the family for a while. Think
4: of all the things you can do on the
2: plane on the way there. Yeah. Think of how much they'll appreciate you when you get back. Sure. Yeah. All yeah. the people you consider. Say it was a fugue.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Say you were in a fugue state.
2: <laughs> um, why not go on sabbatical? Yeah, sure. Lie down in a fjord. Sabbat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, things are... You can follow Brian on Twitter, mm. at B Heater. That's true. At yeah. B Heater. Brian's a great Twitterer. In fact, I was just having a conversation with our producer, Brian Fernandez, about how hilarious Brian Heater is on Twitter. Thanks. I'm on Twitter. At B Heater. You can also check him out on engadget.com, uh, on the Daily Crosshatch, the popular comic book blog. Mm. And uh, you can also check out his hit podcast with our friends Gene O'Neill and Brian Lane. Uh, which is called Gene's Jobs. I'm on, I am on. have a boing-boing column. You've got a boing-boing yeah, column now. That's true. That's true. About uh, comics, Comic right? Comic books, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. And uh, if you listen to Gene's Jobs, you can probably hear the story of uh, Gene's two weeks in a medical testing facility <laughs> <laughs> and the fights he got into with people over video games. <laughs> Not even real video games, risk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> risk. Gene was angry because someone called themselves a gamer. <laughs> But they brought, the only games they brought for their Xbox 360 were board
3: games. Ah, ha, ha. That's good.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, do all of those things. We'll see you on the forum at forum.maximumfun.org and on Twitter. I'm at Jesse Thorne. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Morris. We're also on Tumblr, jordanmorris.tumblr.com, jessethorn.tumblr.com. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go! Our theme song, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records, Brian Fernandez on the boards.